Love is amazing, but it's also bullshit, and it might also get you murdered. Love is amazing, but it's also bullshit, and it could get you murdered. Uh, I'm Aaron Black, as always, and uh, with me we have Nick, Control Freak Luna. Hey, hey. Beow, 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 beow. No, I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. And um, Mike Baldwin. Hey. How's it going, Mike? It's going good, guys. Me? We yeah. just we just watched a bunch of murder stuff. A bunch of murder stuff, yeah. Uh, Mike's a super funny comic. He's going on tour pretty soon. Uh, where are you going, Mike? I'm going all over the Midwest. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, Little Rock, Arkansas, Wichita, Kansas, Louisville, Kentucky, Springfield, Missouri, Bentonville, Arkansas, and more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is certainly the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's like my grown-up stomping grounds, yeah. basically. Me too. Uh, <laughs> Born and raised in Kansas City. Oh, nice. no shit. I went to art school there. Oh, nice. Yeah. The KCIR. Yeah. Do you know what? Uh, yeah, yeah. A guy we had on our podcast was uh, did a lot of like stuff in, in Kansas City. His name is uh, Timothy Speedlevich. Have you ever heard of him? Never in my life. Okay, fair enough. But apparently he like runs tours in Kansas City. Kansas City, interesting fact, not in Kansas. Well, part of it is. Most of it's in Missouri. Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> there, there's it's all in thing, Missouri. There's this thing called State Line Road. Drive across it. Boom, all right, Kansas. Okay, all right, yeah, okay. but it's a big deal to... like. I'm from Missouri. Like, anytime you hear... Kansas City, they're talking about Missouri. Okay. The, the Kansas City Royals, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Kansas City Barbecue, like anything that you hear about Kansas City, it's Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri has like a million people, and Kansas City, Kansas has like a hundred thousand. It's true. So there's not, it's, but people are always like, oh, Kansas City, huh? Like, say hi to Toto for me. And yeah. it's like, dude, it's not Kansas. <laughs> It makes me want to murder people. Yeah, yeah. yeah fucking Jayhawker. Speaking of murder. Call? Yeah, speaking of murder. Uh, you like how I did that? Yeah, yes. yeah nice little segue. Thank Thanks. you very much. We uh, we are talking about the case of Drew Walter Peterson. Now, Drew Peterson is a uh, huge douchebag who uh, married four times, uh, convicted for his uh, the murder of his third wife, and his fourth wife is still missing. Nobody knows where she is. Um, anyway, he really brings the uh, validity to the saying that nice guys finish last, but at least nice guys won't uh, strangle you in your bathtub. So, Drew Walter Peterson was born on January 5th, 1954. He joined the Army after uh, graduating from the College of DuPage in 1974. Peterson had a 30-year career as a police officer. He began with the local police force at Bolingbrook, Illinois in 1977. Let's see, he married his first wife, Carol Brown. Carol Brown. Carol Brown. They met in high school in Villa Park, and together they attended his senior prom. Yeah, they were like high school sweetheart. That, like, never happens anymore. Yeah, right? I think my senior prom date hated me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> they married in 1974, but they divorced in 1980 after Brown learned about his infidelity. This is a common theme. But we will say that they did have two kids while they were together. I, I was just about to say that. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Lay it on me. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> Stephen Paul Peterson and Eric Drew Peterson. The guy could not keep his uh, dick in his pants. Yeah. He had a hard time, like, keeping the willy. In the... In the willy... In the willy den. pants. <laughs> <laughs> and early on, women were definitely Peterson's people of interest. It's weird because if you look at this guy, you'd be like... How? Well, I mean, when you see pictures of him when he was young and he was working with his friend at Burger King, he wasn't a bad-looking dude. Yeah. True. You know? I mean, you know, for, for a dude. For, for a dude. dude. <laughs> he, he was an okay-looking guy. He looked like, um, he just had, like, a very long face. Yeah, and, like, squinty murder eyes. Yeah. And just a but you never. I feel like we only think that he has squinty murder eyes because we know that he's a murderer. <laughs> that, that's a valid point. Like, I mean, if I just saw him on the street, 
or I feel like he's the kind of guy that would come into a bar that I was at and I'd be like, oh, hey, there's old Drew. <laughs> he's going to get drunk and tell us fun stories about being a cop and shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, I bet he was pretty fun to hang out with, man. Like, you have to be oh, to have that yeah. many wives. No, he's one of those guys where, like, when you would be talking to him, like, face to face, you'd be like, oh, Drew, you, you're just hilarious. And then, like, as soon as he, like, takes a piss, you're like, I can't stand that dude. <laughs> that dude is just always on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so his second wife was a woman named Vicki Connolly. Vicki Connolly. Peterson married his second wife in 1982. They actually operated a bar together. And... Romeoville, where, I don't know, guess it's somewhere in Illinois. That's where Romeo is from. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, it's what the, Shakespeare wrote about. This, yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought that whole thing was happening in Italy. No, <laughs> no. no. It was in Romeoville, Illinois. <laughs> That's my fact. bad not paying attention in English class. <laughs> fact. Vicky alleges a history of abuse during the uh, 10 years of marriage with Peterson as well as her daughter, who lived in the household until she was 17. In the wake of Stacy uh, Peterson's disappearance, which is going to be his fourth wife, mm-hmm. uh, she told the police that during their marriage, Peterson threatened to kill her and make it look like an accident. This is going to uh, be a very interesting statement in the future when we come to the other parts of the story that are going to happen later on in the timeline. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I just wanted to... All right, shut up, Nick. All right, so she divorced Peterson after he started uh, dating a woman named Kathleen Savio, Ooh. who was an accountant, and she was also extremely pretty. Everybody says I cheated, but I went out and sought female attentions elsewhere after the marriages were over, but we were still legally married. Their divorce was finalized in February 18th, 1992. Peterson married Kathleen two months later. So that's a quick turnaround. Yeah, I mean, this guy is a serial marriage type person. Um, <laughs> and where did you get that term from? <laughs> not, not the CNN report we just saw a second ago where they say it a million fucking times, right? I, I should point out, though, that they said they got married two months after the divorce was finalized. Yeah, they'd been that, together that, for a while. Like, yeah, well, I mean, my point being, like, divorces can take a long time. I don't want to, I'm not trying to take Drew Peterson's side here yeah. or anything, but I assume that him and his previous wife had split up, separated, started the divorce procedure, and maybe years later... I just have one He qu- ends up marrying this other girl. Well, and, and I can weigh on this, too, because... When I was getting divorced, I thought I was divorced like two months after that. Found out like six months later that the divorce was final. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I had already been dating somebody else for like a while. So, you know, pulled the little through. You cheated on your wife. But I've also, as as someone who... Have uh, you been divorced? I've never been married or divorced. Uh, but I have but a I, couple kids, right? But I've... No, not that I know of. Uh, but, a ch- but I've dated still married girls who are separated who are like like i'm in the process of getting a divorce but i'm technically still married sort of deal you know yeah so i'm just saying it's not that out of it's not like man this guy's crazy it's like no he split up with his wife and now he's dating somebody else so yeah and divorces are confusing sometimes you don't know if you're still married (laughs) right yeah (laughs) i just have a question for both of you why do you hate women i love women (laughs) just kidding uh, that was just me being uh, trying to be clever. Anyway, the divorce <laughs> was finalized in 1992, and Peterson married uh, Kathleen. We're on his third wife now. So they met on a blind date. Uh, Drew was still married when they met, as we said before. Yeah, can we talk about... Like- yeah, that was my point before we started recording. I was talking about, like... In order to go on a blind date, like somebody has to set you up on the blind date. So what kind of an <laughs> asshole would be like, hey, l- l- I know this guy. <laughs> He's married. 
And he's 30 years older than you. And kind of a sociopath. But I think you're going to love him. Yeah. And, the uh, gir- and what kind of girl is like, okay. Yeah. I got a good idea. What about like an ex-boyfriend? That would be a good one. It's like, you know what? You broke my heart, but I want to see you happy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have the perfect guy for you. His name is Drew. He's a cop. He has a lot of guns in his house. Anyway, has kind of like a hair trigger temper, but you guys will hit it off totally awesome. <laughs> All right, what else? Okay, what else? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, together they had two sons. Uh, one was named Thomas, the other one Christopher with a K. Uh, she started talking about how the relationship got physically abusive. Drew uh, beat her against a table. She ended up in the emergency room. Emergency uh, room? Emergency room. Uh, whatever. So he started cheating on Kathleen uh, with a, a girl named Stacy when she was only 17 and Drew was 47. Where did they have their meetings? He first met her at a, uh, a motel that she was a receptionist at. But then she started sneaking her, uh, her into the basement of the house he was living with Kathleen with. Yeah, yeah. while the kids were asleep. What yeah. was he doing at that motel? Mm. I think it was um I think it was like some type of like police thing that was going on. Or was it? Or yeah. was it? Yeah. <laughs> we forgot to mention one thing. Uh when uh Drew met Kathleen on their first date, he gave her a picture of himself. The first day he gave her a picture of him and he was in uniform. I don't understand why someone goes on a first date and gives you a picture of themselves to them, and she kind of just laughed it off. And he was, like, in a police uniform, and he's like, yo, here's my headshot, bae. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's another part, though, that wasn't fully explained. That's what bothers me about these (laughs) CNN stories, is that they're like, he gave her a picture of himself on their first... How do you know that... She wasn't like, I wish that I had a picture of you. <laughs> and he wasn't so, so, to like show my friends who I went on a date with. And he's like, oh, I just got some pictures done for, yeah, for yeah, the yeah. force. They're and in the it, car. I'll go grab one for Trump you. And then Trump pops out of nowhere and just like, it's fake news. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of psycho would be like, oh, you know what? We just met like two seconds ago, but I need a picture of you. Um, I'm maybe it came up in conversation or something. I mean, but you know? I mean, I guess Drew Peterson knew what he was doing with the ladies, though. So maybe that's not a bad move. Yeah, just be bold. Okay. I, I don't know. I just I imagine the scenario where they're getting along really well, and she's like, "I wish that this is before cell phones and all that stuff." She's like, "I wish that I had a way to show." All of my friends, like, who I just went on a date with tonight, because they'd be interested to know. And he's like, let me run out to the car. (laughs) I got a picture of myself. I'll give it to you. Yeah, just hit up glamour shots. Uh (laughs) Got space in the background. You'll like this one. It's me holding a gun, you know, (laughs) pointed right at the camera. All right. So, uh, anyway, so Kathleen and uh, Drew divorced on October 10th, 2003. The divorce was pretty ugly. They were fighting over Drew's pension. It was reported that between 2002 and 2004, police were called out to the Petersons' house 18 times. 18? 18. On domestic disturbance calls. And these are the same police that... He worked with. He works at this police station. Yeah. Yeah. He's a cop for the same cops that get called... Yeah. to his house. And yeah, they're so, like, what's up, Drew? And yeah, he's like bleeding yeah. and crying. Yeah. And they're like, everything yeah. looks good here. <laughs> they're like, just keep it down next See time. See you at work tomorrow, buddy. <laughs> in 2004, uh, Kathleen's body was found in a waterless bathtub. What Drew said, at least, was he went over there and there was no answer at the door. And then he got neighbors to let him yeah, into the house. Yeah, he got neighbors to yeah. let him in the house. Which mm. was, you know, if you're going to like... Murder someone, that was a pretty smart move. Yeah, because I'm. you think that he doesn't still have a key? Didn't he live there for years? He did, yes. But he he, uh, he still refused to go in, even though he could have gotten in by himself. 
hmm, that sounds suspect. Yeah, he's like, hey, witnesses, come over here and walk into this house with me. Yeah. So so it doesn't look like I called the cops myself. He's definitely covering his ass on this one. And they even say this in the thing. He knew, like, how to manipulate the system. Right. I mean, he's been a cop, so he's seen stuff like this before. And he's like, all right, that guy that that left his wife in a waterless bathtub after murdering her. Like, how did he get caught? And they're like, because he went in the house by himself. And he's like, all right, check. <laughs> not going to do that. I wonder why uh, it was waterless. Was it just like he was said, oh, she probably like, I'm going to make it so that she drowns accidentally and then the water's just going to drain out of the bathtub or something, you know? Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't really get that part either. For somebody like thinking so much about the details on how he's going to cover this up, he could have done a lot of things to. Well, anyway, I'm not going to play devil's advocate here. Yeah, because if it, if the stopper was in the drain, there still would have been water in it. But maybe if like the a washcloth or something had been thrown over the drain, then the the tub could fill up with water yeah. enough to drown in it, and then slowly drain itself out hmm. by the time anybody else got there. How the fuck do you drown in a bathtub, though? It's crazy, right? You might know. be re- really tired. Yeah. <laughs> no, that doesn't that doesn't work. To, to drown in a bathtub by yourself on accident, I would say, is almost 100% impossible. Murder, yeah. Unless you take a bunch of pills or something like that. Or, or an, you're an infant. Or you're an infant. Oh, yeah, 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 you're a baby. But, like, babies are constantly, like, avoiding death at every step. No, yeah. they're constantly going towards death. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right, but the parents are trying to steer them away from dying. Yeah. Because they're just little humans that don't know anything. They, this is true. Um, so, her death was initially ruled an accidental drowning. Um, by the same police by that the worked same police, with this guy. The whole investigation was a joke. Like, yeah, they didn't take any evidence. They, yeah, I mean, the, uh, <laughs> the forensic team was like, looks like it was an accident, you know? And that was basically about the extent of the investigation. Yeah, that was the skinny of it. Drew was present when they interviewed Stacy. So they actually interviewed Stacy and, and, and Drew was there. So imagine if, like... You know, you're there to talk to the police about someone's murder, and the person who murdered that person is, like, right looking straight at you. You're probably going to stray on the side of, he didn't do it. Sure. Yeah. But but also, like, with regard to, like, he and Stacy's relationship, that seemed like a crazy toxic situation anyway, because, let's be fair here, like, the guy was a pedophile. You know, she was under 18. Uh, but it's also Illinois. I don't know what the it's laws legal. are It's legal. She wasn't a pedophile, Nick. Okay, so, yeah, it's legal in some states. Age of consent's different. Yeah. But, but still, that's a bit weird, because he was, like, what, like, 47? He, he was, was 47. 40, and, he, and she was 17 when 17, they first started yeah. hooking up. Like, but, in, uh, you know, to me, pedophile is, like, a little, little kid. Yeah. yeah. Not it, like, oh, he banged a 17-year-old. Yeah. Like, that's not... That's not th- I feel like there should be two... Di- well, I mean, that's statutory rape, is what... Sure. That's the legal term I think that. if your parents like give you like consent like at that age you you can bang a I mean I know in Missouri I and I don't know why I know this but the age of consent is 16 because you've done but, it before but you can well I mean <laughs> when I was 17 and 18 then yeah I totally yeah. hooked up with 16 year olds sure but now I'm 36 and so there's that whole uh, your age cut in half plus seven rule yeah, so, yeah, which I think people should abide to. Kind of, but I still have my Tinder settings set to like <laughs> nineteen and up. Because <laughs> you know what? What are you? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Right? All right. <laughs> yeah, everyone's looking for love. Right? Love doesn't know any age. That's yeah. a saying, right? As long as you're eighteen. As long as you're eighteen. Love knows an age. It's eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stacy basically gave Drew an alibi, so they were. Questioning Drew, and Stacy was like, Drew was with me the whole entire time. Stacy's his fourth wife. Fourth wife. As, the, as he's being questioned the, for murdering his third wife. The fucking child mm-hmm. that he's married to. We're going to talk about uh, Stacy Ann Peterson now. Oh, yeah. Uh, at the age of 49, Drew Peterson married a 19 year old hotel receptionist named Stacy Ann Kales. On October 18th, 2003, 
she subsequently changed her name to uh, Peterson. So her name is now Stacy Ann Peterson. Yeah, can I comment on that right quick? Because none of his other ex-wives took his last name except for Stacy. Am I wrong in thinking that? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know I don't that know. that's... Maybe. I'm going to assume yes. All right. Well, okay. I mean, maybe <laughs> what what it was is they were named Peterson when they were married and when they got divorced. They but what about her third wife? Because she died. Maybe it was just to make shit not that confusing. If all of them were <laughs> Mrs. Peterson. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's valid. All right. Drew and Stacy bought a house right down the street to taunt Kathleen. Yeah, so, she would, like, rollerblade by and, like, give her the finger and show it. That's no her. fun. Yeah, that that's not cool, yeah. Stacy. That's, uh, that's something a 19-year-old would do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, together, they had two children, uh, Anthony and Lacey. Uh, Stacy legally adopted Kathleen Savio's uh, children and treated them like her own. Stacy was officially reported missing in the early hours of October 29th after her sister... Cassandra failed to hear from her when expected. Drew claimed that Stacy called him at 9 p.m. of that day to tell him that she had left him for another man hmm. and that she left her 2001 Ford Focus at the Bolingbrook International Airport. Wow, Bolingbrook has an international airport. Good well, for them. Well, I mean, you gotta imagine, like, these little planes are flying to all sorts of places in Canada. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Drew claims that she's still alive, and, like, he does a bunch of, like, media yeah, crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, he goes on, like, Larry King. And yeah. Dr. Phil and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's like, I didn't murder these chicks. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where do, you, where do you think Stacy is now? She's dancing. She's dancing somewhere, you know? <laughs> she's where she needs to be. I think she's banging a dude somewhere in the Caribbean. It's crazy. <laughs> I wish she would come back so I wasn't charged with her murder. <laughs> Wait, but he never actually did get charged with her that's murder. That's true. Though. He never actually did. It's like, one of my wives just, you know, it's like, you, you die in a bathtub and all of a sudden you're a murderer, you know? <laughs> He claims that she's still alive, but everyone says that uh, Stacy wouldn't leave her kids. Stacy is still considered a missing person, by the way, and there's a website if you want to help her out. Yeah, what's or the website? See her. There's a website. Uh, I don't have the name of the website, but I'll tell you what. There is a number, and what we'll do is we'll describe her face to you in this podcast, and then we'll give you the number. So she has kind of like a Roman nose. With, I don't know how to describe faces. Yeah, I would say that she looks like a young Britney Spears. She's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah just look for it. If you see an attractive girl, then call the police. Because <laughs> it's probably her. Yeah. But, uh, uh... She had braces when I saw her in one of the YouTube videos. They showed, uh... Or they mentioned that she never would have left her kids because her mom left her as a kid. And that was part of their proof that she would never do that. But my argument is like, I feel like that makes it more likely that she would do that. Not to take uh, Drew Peterson's side on this or anything, but... <laughs> How but many times logic. are you going to see that? <laughs> but I kind of... I Yes, he's been convicted of murdering his third wife. But this is his fourth wife who just disappeared. And... I think, like, that's like saying, like, oh, my parents were alcoholics, so I'll never be an alcoholic. Yeah. It's like, no, that makes it more likely <laughs> that you're going to become an alcoholic. The fact that your mom left your family when you were a kid makes it more likely that you're going to leave your family. Yeah, it's like yeah. the nature-nurture argument yeah. where it's like you were nurtured to leave your family. So Yeah, yeah. like that's what you know. <laughs> but also she's probably in a barrel at the bottom of a river somewhere. Yeah, probably. You're like, uh, not to take Drew Peterson's side, but when you have blood of your wife all over your clothes, it doesn't mean that you have her blood on it. Yeah, so it's like free Drew 2018. Yeah. Yes, we're gonna get, we're gonna save this guy's life. Yeah. Okay, so the aftermath, uh, following Stacy Peterson's uh, later disappearance, Kathleen Savio's body was exhumed Ooh. and underwent a forensic examination. Michael Baden. Wait, 
Yeah, his lawyer. Pardon. No, that's not his lawyer. It's, uh, this is a this is a medical. Oh, medical, med- exam- uh, medical exam- daddy, got it. And he, um, this guy is like a famous. famous that's the guy from HBO's Autopsy. Autopsy, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. I think he did a, a Nancy's autopsy. Oh no, from shit. Sid and Nancy. Oh shit. He's done them all. He's like a celebrity autopsy. Celebs, celebrity medical examiner. I'm gonna cut into dead people. Celebrity. Huh. What a weird niche. I wonder how he got there. Uh, he's probably really good at what he does. Uh, he concluded that she died of drowning following a struggle mm. when her body was placed in the bathtub. Postmortem photos showed uh, extensive bruising. And scraping in the back, torso, and face. Wait, wait, wait. Scraping? Scraping, yes. Huh. So he scraped her to death. (laughs) Where's your back scratcher? (laughs) Many believe these injuries were overlooked during the first autopsy because all the the people doing the autopsy was, you know, Drew's friends. So they're like... Which, none of which did they get interviewed for the CNN yeah, yeah, thing that we watched. We the, he had two previous wives who were still alive that they couldn't get interviewed for. He had several children, they didn't Six. interview any of them. <laughs> no police officers that he worked with were were interviewed for the CNN thing. Do you know who was interviewed? Uh the his third <laughs> wife's aunt I think they yeah. got, uh-huh. and then his sister, his oh, and, and then his fourth wife's aunt, aunt, aunt yes. yes, yeah, and here's the, the kicker, the coup de gras. Here is a guy who he worked with at Burger King, <laughs> and they never said when he worked at Burger King, did they? Like, yeah, it, it was like when they were young dudes, and like his friend from Burger King was like, yeah, he was cool, man. Like that, it, just, it just makes me look down on CNN a little more. That they're like, we gotta put this Drew Peterson thing on TV. Like, yeah. get me anybody. I yeah, mean, like, yeah. even when we're messing with like the snapped or like ID discovery, like trash documentaries, they get the real people there. Yeah. CNN, what's going on? CNN's man? like, who can we get? It's <laughs> fake news. It's fake news. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it is. But go on. So. James Glasgow uh, told the press that he believed the homic- it, w- it was a homicide staged to look like an accident. Wait, who's James Glasgow again, though? The uh, prosecutor. He's like the Silver Fox, like Michael Jordan prosecutor of Illinois. You know what's crazy? He looks like Drew Peterson. A little bit. They yeah. kind of look similar. He's but... like a skinnier version of Drew Peterson. Because so they, they both have mustaches. It's kind and of... They, they're like is the silver. Reason they're yeah. So it's kind of like that movie Face Off. Like, I think this is the movie Face Off, essentially. Or, or it could be like Heat. Heat. You, know, you right. know, with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. You're like... A little who's bit, who? yeah. Who's who? I've never seen that, actually. Uh, it's yeah. good. I've you heard should, it's good. You can just see the um, scene from the diner on YouTube, and that's all you have to watch, really. Okay. So, uh, in 2008, Glasgow, a.k.a. Silver Fox, announced (laughs) that the pathologist had determined that Kathleen's death was a homicide, adding that the death had been investigated as such. Now, after this, uh, everyone comes out of the uh, woodworks. Oh, yeah? The guy named Rick Memes, Peterson's longtime friend, admitted that he and Peterson bought three blue plastic containers from a cable company... That they both worked at part time in 2003. So these are containers that would be large enough to uh, hold a body. Can, can I stop you right there? Like, you totally I, can. Because I'm like really hazy on exactly what Drew Peterson's career trajectory has been. So, boom, he was at Burger King, military, police, undercover detective, whatever, police sergeant. He, you but were- then he was working at a cable company also. Yeah, I guess. I, uh, right? Like, and he's buying houses for all his many wives. I'm like, where's this guy's money coming from? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I work at, I'm a tour guide at Radio City Music Hall, and there's a bunch of people that are like 40, 50, 60 years old that, you know, only do it part time. So I'm sure they're also murdering their wives and getting away with it. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yes. Shout out Radio City Music Hall murder. <laughs> so like everybody's coming out of the woodwork. Like everyone's like, you know what? We all have stuff we can talk about about Drew Peterson. His stepbrother, whose name's Tom Morphy, 
who actually has a history of drug and alcohol addiction, attempted suicide two days after allegedly helping Peterson carry a plastic container from Peterson's home uh, into his SUV, fearing that he might have helped dispose of Stacy's body. So his stepbrother was basically like, I think I might have helped Peterson dispose of the body. That makes me question things too. Number one, his fourth wife seemed like a like a tiny person and he seemed like a big strong guy. Like he couldn't carry a container with just her in it to the car by himself. That, that's, that's a good that's a good that's point. That's a valid point. Yeah. The only thing like, you know, if I was gonna battle you on this, I would say that like he is what, fifty? When you get to be fifty, you can't Maybe, yeah. or, or maybe you, you wanted problems. Maybe you wanted to implicate him as an accomplice. You're saying he wanted to set up his stepbrother, or just like have him as an accomplice and be like, "Hey, if you ever tell anyone, I'll tell you that you have helped me with the." Uh, you know. But he had no reason to involve him. Yeah, yeah. I, That's all fair. Like if I <laughs> if I murdered someone, the last thing I would do is get either of you in on it right <laughs> right because then i would be like well now i have to kill nick or mike and i really don't want to do that yeah that's when the murders start piling up yeah you know and it's just like it's it just starts as like a, a bad habit and you can't stop what you started but then it i think you said somewhere that neighbors claim that they saw him carrying a barrel out of his house they did yes so so neighbors are seeing barrels his stepbrother says a plastic container which is not a barrel uh, <laughs> but then, yeah, what if it was a plastic barrel maybe uh, so yeah but yeah. then his brother or i'm sorry his son later said that uh that the police came and searched the house, or no, I'm sorry, that it was his. Uh, let me stepbrother, right? Scratch all of that. Sure. His lawyer said that the containers that he got from the cable company were all accounted for at his house when they did the search of the house. Yeah. So, but then uh, I guess the day after his fourth wife disappeared, he took all of his guns and a bunch of money to his son's house. And he was like, here, hold all of this for me because the cops are going to come search my house and I don't want them to find any of this stuff. I mean, like, if he has all, like, this loose money, like, buying multiple wifey housey money, I feel, in my mind, since he worked undercover and all this, he was in, like, some dark, nefarious, like, bad cop stuff. Taking the kickback. Yeah. Probably so, yeah. Well, I mean, um, thing is, like, anyone listening to this and hasn't even seen who we're talking about yet, if you just see a picture of this guy, if you just see his face... Yeah, look up Drew Peterson. You would be like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> like, every picture of him, he has a, he has the most smug look on his face, and you don't even have to hear him talk to be like, let him spend the rest of his life in prison because this guy sucks. Which yeah. he is, by yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... It's a happy ending. So, like, you well, know... It's, not for him. It, well, well I it's mean, not, but, like... He uh, had a good run. For everyone else. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's, like, even if, like, CNN got everything wrong and he was innocent of everything, you kind of look at him and you go, ah, I don't know, I don't just don't feel that bad, even if he's innocent, because this guy, I hate his face. Well, yeah, he's always, like, <laughs> winking into news cameras. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, how are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah and his, his entire law team, or like all of his lawyers, were Bunch all of clowns. Oh were my all god! Very like, like putting sunglasses on yeah. as like a snarky way to start an interview with the local news. Hey, I need your sunglasses. Oh, <laughs> right, there we go. How better? At one point, better. even poking okay. fun at Stacy Peterson. Stacy, who? Stacy, who? Stacy, who? She's on your witness list. Oh, that's oh, Stacy. <laughs> We're going to get into it now. So, like, basically, um, at this point, around 2008, Peterson was, you know, suspected very heavily by the police and the media, but he wasn't charged yet. And basically, him and his uh, uh, attorney, Joe Brodsky, went on this, like, media blitz, right? And in January 23rd, 2008, he called in a show, uh, Chicago radio personality, Steve Dahl. 
his lawyer suggested that Dahl host an on-air dating game with Peterson. Uh, so that doesn't sound like a sound legal strategy. Yeah, okay. So Brodsky, I kind of love how bold he is because yep. he was like, go big or go home. You know, it's <laughs> like a media circus. Let's revel in it and like treat this like very like lightheartedly. <laughs> Even though the guy's wife is dead. Yeah. And, or know. wait, is, is this after? Is, yeah, this is during the trial. And he's like, yeah, smile for the cameras, man. Is this after his fourth wife is also disappeared? Uh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That, Mike, you're in Bumble right now? I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Eric can't stop laughing about that. <laughs> Anytime I go to a new area, man, I just, all, all of my... Uh, connections oh it's it's not like I talking just, about this case you're like i gotta I, meet some women now. i just i opened it so that bumble would like catch this area as my location but then i figured i'd swipe a few while we're talking oh fair enough yeah so good. anyway go ahead do any of them look like uh stacy peterson all of them do <laughs> everywhere i look every face i look at all i can see is stacy peterson's face oh well, well it happens it's all, right. all love. So, uh, hmm. media blitz. Media, media blitz. blitz. Yeah. So I mean, like, you know, it's, it's funny. There was this great uh thing I saw where it was after the sentencing. Is after uh, Drew Peterson got sentenced, and there was this. Uh, and Joe Brodsky was getting interviewed, and the interviewer was like, "You know, the judge said that you were over your head and like in deep water." And then Joe, like, looks at the camera and he goes, that's not true. I mean, no, no, no. Fuck. All right, all right. Circle back. Yeah, and then Joe goes, he goes, it's not like that's not true. Like, like, it totally happened. Like, I was way over my head. That's why I called a bunch of other lawyers in. Well, uh, yeah, and he had, like, the flashiest, like, legal team. He never did a homicide case before. Huh, I wonder why mastermind Drew Peterson was like, huh, I should get an inexperienced lawyer. He looked like just a friendly dude. And I w- and if you're going to spend a bunch of time with someone, right, because that's what you got to do if you're in charge of murder, you know, you get a lawyer, you're going to have to have, like, a good report. And that guy seems like a cool guy. Yeah, I would, like, go get a beer with him. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. But uh, maybe not that great to represent you in a courtroom. So, while all of this is happening... People think that he's uh, murdered his wife, two wives. 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 Uh, he's actually engaged to another girl named Christina Rains. Did we ever find out where she came from? Uh, she, well, I heard interviews and she's from the Midwest because she has that Midwest voice. Okay, that's I'm going to look her up on Facebook. No. <laughs> <laughs> look her up on Tinder. Christina with a K or a C? C. C H. R-I-S-T-I-N-A Reigns R-A-I-N-E-S And um No way, you guys have 12 mutual friends? <laughs> <laughs> and uh I've seen some like um uh, Stuff with her on YouTube And uh Man is she dumb yeah. The interviewer would, will say something. She's like, so what do you think about Drew Peterson? And she would uh, just be quiet for like a good 30 seconds. And then she'd go, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds awkward. It was super, every, every interview you ever see is like super awkward. I cannot believe how this guy keeps on getting... 20-something-year-olds to date him. He Like, in his later life, he's not an attractive dude, really. He's okay. I mean, hey, He looks like an old cop. Yeah, yeah, he does. It, that's what he looks like. If but you're... he's got a type, and those girls have a type. I, I imagine all four of his wives have a lot in common. Probably. Like, so he, well, not the and, first two, because they were age-appropriate. Uh, well, I mean, they were probably the same age as... I mean, his first wife was 16, 17 when they started dating Yeah. because they started dating in college. His mm-hmm. second wife was, uh, what, he was at what age at this point? Like 28, uh, 29? No, maybe? he was like 32. 30-something, and she was in her early 20s. He always, like, he always gets them around the early 20 area. So that's his type. 
his interest in girls doesn't age with him. Yeah. That's his view of women, right? Exactly. That's his ideology is yeah. that after Once a couple of years. Once they reach a certain age, yeah. then they're not in yeah. their prime. Yeah, that's his ideology. That's not how we feel about women. Yeah. Anyway, so in 2009, uh, what's his name? Drew Peter Peterson was indicted for Kathleen Savio's murder. That's his third wife. Fourth, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, third wife, yes. Yeah, Kathleen Savio. Uh, 2012. So this is interesting. The Illinois Appellate Court ruled that prosecutors could use eight statements made by both the victim prior to her death and Peterson's still missing fourth wife, Stacy, prior to her disappearance. So, um, this is something that, like, never happens. Ever. Uh, ever, because uh, it's considered hearsay, right? So, if Mike says something to me and then I stab him in the throat and he dies... Uh, or no, wait, okay, wait a second. Hey, if I'm here. I, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 if Mike, okay, if Mike says something to me and then Nick stabs him in the throat and he dies, I cannot tell a, a jury what, uh, Mike said because that's hearsay, but Illinois was like, fuck that. And you know, you have to, you know, thanks for that. Is uh, my man fucking Glasgow? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Who, what? Silver who we Fox. have to think, thank for that. Peterson's smug fucking face. Like the <laughs> legislature saw his face and was like, you know what? We're gonna let dead people testify because we hate this dude. Well, right? an- another thing I just thought of: this all took place in the same town where he was a cop, right? Yep. So I just imagine the scenario where the judge has met this guy before and doesn't like him. Yeah. And he cuz he knows he's a smug son of a bitch already. Yeah. And then the the prosecuting attorney's like, "Hey judge, can we use hearsay in this case?" <laughs> and the judge is like, "You use whatever you want. We're going to bring this slime ball down." Like I can see the judge like look at Drew and, and just go, "Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool." <laughs> yeah. Hearsay uh, away. So, uh, the Illinois State Legislature attempted to help the prosecution with the passage of a new, new law. So, th- they passed an entirely new law to make sure to fuck this guy over. It's called Drew's Law. Yeah. So, Drew's Law allowed prosecutors to enter hearsay statement into evidence <laughs> under certain conditions. Oh, uh, what were those conditions? Uh, the conditions were when when the defendant is a smug son of a bitch. <laughs> I think like both of the hearsays, for lack of better words, that they used in this case were taken by attorneys, right? Well, sort of. We're getting to that though, right? The uh, uh, attorney that they put on the stand. No, no, no. I I think. Um... What the hearsay, about, the, the hearsay is I think, uh, I think statements that they made to the police. Police, I ah, think, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a little more likely to be allowed than just some girl that's like, no, I talked to him and he said this. Like yeah. that, mm-hmm. I feel like they still wouldn't allow that. But they would allow these recorded... Yeah, these like, police statements that are transcribed yeah, like, and everything. With a notary public stamp on them <laughs> yeah. and shit. And like, I, I feel like... The prosecutor in this case could be like, we have a tape of Drew killing, um, you know, Kathleen Peterson. And he's like, can we send it in the evidence? And then he does. And it's just like a clay animation or something. Or maybe like puppeteers. <laughs> and the, the judge is like, totally legit. <laughs> and that's what they, you know. Well, they, well, Glasgow is kind of the man. He's like the silver fox. You man. have a man crush on this guy. I, I kind of do a yeah. little bit. Not fronting. Fair enough. <laughs> Who wants a mustache ride? Nick does. So, the legislation permits court to consider statements from unavailable witnesses, provided that the prosecutors are able to prove the witness was killed to prevent his or her testimony, and that the hearsay statements are reliable. So, that's the legal um, standard for when they're allowed to uh, have, like, uh, hearsay evidence come in. Interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Provocative. Provocative. Mm, interesting. Eh, provocative. What's that from? Uh, I think it's Tommy Boy, but... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about the pastor, Neil Sh- 
Shashari. Shoshari? Shashari. Was this guy a witness in court? Well, uh, he was a witness. He was. Okay. But he also had a crazy ass haircut. He looked like the lead singer of Fun. You ever see that? I was going to say Macklemore. Yeah, I was going to say leaning more towards old Macklemore. Uh, yeah, well, fair enough. He looks like a white rapper. Not a not a youth pastor, but I guess they're interchangeable nowadays. So basically, he was a pastor at Stacy's church, and he also um, Stacy is Drew Peterson's fourth wife. Fourth mm-hmm. wife, Stacy Ann. Just Peterson. for any of you that get lost, because yeah. I know I did a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's a little confusing. <laughs> All yeah. the wives, and we, and we also keep on uh, not staying on track. Uh, and he was also like the marriage counselor. Yeah. Yeah. He counseled them a total of six times. Yeah, yeah, they were like half a dozen times. And yeah, I'm like, that's six times. Yeah. <laughs> that's he, not very much counseling. Yeah, and on the CNN report, he was like, that guy fucking murdered her. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so he wasn't exactly uh, unbiased. Yeah, but anyway, he testified that Stacy had told him that Drew had killed Kathleen and had made it look like an accident and that she was afraid of her husband. Kathleen Savio's defense attorney, Harry Smith, was called as a witness for the defense. Right? Her, her divorce attorney. Yeah. Divorce. Yeah, her divorce attorney. He was called as a witness for the defense. So he was supposed to defend Drew Peterson, right? He's supposed to get on, on the stand and be like, look, my this lady was what I, that was my whole question I was, what yeah. was the thinking behind what was he gonna say so, this, yeah. this so, woman who died accidentally she was a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> so smith was contacted by stacy peterson days before her disappearance and the defense thought that harry smith would testify that stacy uh would say anything to get money from drew during their divorce so uh, they thought that he was going to go on the stage and be like, Stacy would, Stacey would oh, say anything. Stacy's his fourth wife. Yeah. yeah, but she called his third wife's divorce Appa- Apparently, uh, Harry Smith was both Kathleen and Stacy's divorce attorney. Yeah. Mm. Wait, so, okay, let me just clear things up here. His fourth wife, who disappeared, they were divorced when she disappeared? Mm-mm. No, so then how do they have Stace, her divorce attorney? No, 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 no. It wasn't his divorce attorney. She just talked to him. They were still married, but he, t- she talked to him just being like, look, if I'm going to divorce this guy, what's the game plan? I understand. Yeah, that's yeah. a little hazy. Yeah. CNN did not do a good job on clarifying. CNN the... didn't do a good job of anything <laughs> except playing ominous piano music anytime <laughs> yeah. Drew Peterson came up. Fake news! All right. Instead, he testified. Stacy told him that Drew killed Kathleen. He's up in the stand, and the defense is like, "Oh, this guy's gonna save her ass." But instead, he's like, "No, Stacy told me that Drew killed Kathleen. So your client is uh, guilty." <laughs> I wonder. And it, another thing CNN didn't comment on was whether that was during direct or cross examination. I think that was direct. Like I, I mean, I can't imagine what question would lead to that. Well, here's uh, that that the defense attorneys were like, "All right, let's get the jury right where we want." <laughs> like, did Stacy ever tell you that Drew murdered his third wife? And yes! I was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, she told me that." And they're like, "No!" <laughs> like, don't say that. That really backfired. Up. <laughs> the lead prosecutor or the lead defense attorney turns into like a little boy. And he's like, "That's not what you told me. <laughs> you told me something else." What the fuck are you saying? People are listening. But apparently, this is what happened. And, and uh, this is something I saw later on in another YouTube video. Joe Brodsky later said that it was Drew Peterson who made him call uh, Harry Smith as a witness. Harry Smith, the divorce like the attorney. Mm-hmm. So apparently his hands were tied. Huh. Yeah, it's interesting. It was either... It was either he was like, you're either going to call Harry Smith or I'm going to go up and testify in my own defense. And they were like, well, you don't fucking testify in my own defense <laughs> because that would ruin everything. So we're going to call this guy and it 
totally ruined everything. So it, he might as well have testified his own defense because uh, everything was fucked after this. Maybe like somewhere deep down, Drew Peterson was like, I know I'm guilty. Like, maybe I'll just call this divorce lawyer up there. He'll screw me. <laughs> and then I'll go to jail. Because that's the only, that's where I deserve to be. There's no way that that was his inner No, I don't, I don't think it is. <laughs> because uh, yeah, he thought he was so damn smart. No matter what you gleam from this podcast or any YouTube video, there's one thing for certain. And that is Drew Peterson is a fucking sociopath and he really doesn't care or has any empathy for anybody but himself so there's no way he would be like you know what i did murder someone and i deserve to be punished okay yeah the okay yes but i mean uh, (laughs) i believe you yeah uh Sorry to come down so hard. It's on okay. You. I yeah, feel yeah. okay about it. Yeah, I felt, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. How's the air up there on that soapbox? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, not, I'm not making a point. I'm just like saying like, that's just a thing that happens. I know. Alright. Anyway, on September 6, 2012, Peterson was found guilty of premeditated murder of Kathleen Savio. Jurors admitted that the most compelling evidence was the testimony of Harry Smith. So that guy really fucked him. Mm-hmm. But uh, Drew's Law also didn't help, where they allowed in hearsay evidence. On February 21st, 2013, Peterson was sentenced to 38 years in prison for the murder of his third wife. He is currently incarcerated in the United States Penitentiary, penitentiary? penitentiary of Terry Hot. Terre Haute. Terre Haute. <laughs> it's in Indiana. Oh, oh, you're familiar with Terre Haute? I've been there. Uh, really? I've done comedy there. No way! Yeah. Really? That's why this is not on the subject at all, but I like, uh, I've learned so much about geography uh, that I'm really good at Jeopardy whenever they have like yeah. state questions or geography stuff. Because I'm like, oh, I've done comedy in Dubuque, Iowa. So <laughs> I totally know that. So how long was your set at in the prison? No, I haven't done comedy at the prison. <laughs> <laughs> I thought when you said you've been there, I thought you like done like you were Johnny Cash of comedy or no, something. No, <laughs> I just I've done comedy in the town of Terre Haute, oh, Indiana. Like you were like get on stage and you're like, this water sucks. So what's the deal with pizza? Why is it in three sides, huh? <laughs> okay, you never done comedy in a prison though. No, um, no. Would you? Of course. Okay. All right, so... I would do comedy in a fucking living room, and I have done that. Yeah, well... So why wouldn't I? I mean, anywhere that's going to pay me money to do comedy, even gonna... Even the places where the hecklers can, like, stab you in the kidneys and... I feel like out. doing comedy in a prison would be safer than doing comedy at a comedy club, because at least there, everybody, they, like, search their buttholes before they get to go in and watch... And they threaten them with violence if anything bad happens. Yeah, that's true. But they also have nothing to lose. So. Uh, I mean, that that's... That we're getting way off the subject here. But they have tons to lose because, <laughs> because they don't have much. So. There's a quarter of them that have nothing to lose, though, right? Because they're going to be in prison for the rest of their lives. Yeah, but that's like your life now. So you're like, all right, I wake up in the morning, I walk down, I get chow... I fucking walk back, I get to take a shower, I get, uh, you know, an hour of uh, screen time or what, like, there's plenty that they can take away from them, even though they have very little. Alright, fair enough. So, February (laughs) 21st, 2013, uh, Peterson was sentenced to 38 years in prison. I said that already. Mm -hmm. So, um, after a number of appeals on September 21st, 2017, the Illinois Supreme Court upheld his conviction. So, uh, he is in prison for the rest of his life. On February 9th, 2015, Drew Peterson was charged with attempting to put a hit on James Glasgow, a.k.a. Silver Fox, a.k.a. (laughs) Nick's Man Crush, the Chicago area lead prosecutor in uh, his murder trial. After a fellow inmate tipped off prosecutors uh, to the plan and wore a wire to capture evidence 
against Peterson. In May 2016, he was found guilty of solicitation of murder and solicitation of murder for hire. How did he have money in prison to pay somebody to murder a guy out of prison? This goes back to my theory about fucking Drew Peterson's, like, magic money. Yeah. He's just buying houses, pulling out hits and all this stuff. No, 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 no. no. He has a six-person legal team? No. (laughs) He doesn't need money, right? He could just (laughs) tell a person, like, he'd just be like... I have a million dollars buried, you know, underneath uh, the statue of uh, Homer J, you know, whatever. He could like to make up an excuse and whoever's in prison would just be like, why not? I'll believe that because what's the alternative? Yeah, but he's not paying somebody in prison to he, murder this yeah, guy. Yeah, he's paying somebody outside of prison. And if and, I'm that guy outside of prison, I'd be like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll murder the guy for you. I'm gonna go check under the statue first because <laughs> you might just be a fucking liar. Yeah, you have trust issues, you know that? I'm sorry, but I don't, <laughs> I don't commit a murder for hire until I verify that the money's there. You sound like a little bitch sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just commit the murder for hire? Quit yeah. being a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I want to get paid for it. It might ruin my life. You know, <laughs> shut up. All right, know? I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. So uh, for the murder for hire, he got 40 years in prison. So which means that even if he gets off, like even if he appeals his uh, third wife's murder conviction, he's still fucked. Yeah, yep. and it also means that he got more time in jail for wanting to kill the prosecuting attorney than he did for actually killing his third wife. That is true. Because that he only got 38 years for that. Well, you know, our legal system is certainly um, kind of fucked. It's a little flawed. Yeah, yes. a little bit. Yeah. So, wow, that was uh, that was interesting. Yeah, so, so we hit it. So what's the big takeaway of this? Like, what lesson did we learn from Drew Peterson? I think the thing I would take away from it is that it's 2018 now, and you're just never going to get away with murder. Though, statistically, most people that commit murder do get away with it. <laughs> you know, my... I, I, I never seen someone do such a quick 180. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you know, my big takeaway of it is uh, never marry anyone. You know, don't, don't marry anyone. Yeah, because right. then you won't need to kill them. Yeah. Or be murdered by them. Or, right. you know what else? Here's a good one. Never have anything. Because you could marry someone, but it's when you have stuff and they try to take it away. That's when you really want to kill them. You like, can mar- like you can marry babies or money or anything. Babies or money or careers. Never have any. If, if you don't have it. Right? They can't take it away. Don't be uh, smug in your mugshots. A little thought experiment really quickly. Okay. What if this guy was just like, like, s- sounded super re- remorseful and was just like, kind of, every time you saw him in the camera, he was like, I'm really sorry I didn't mean to do this. Or I, I never did it, but this is unfair. Do you think you still would have been convicted? Or do you think it was like his personality that really put him over the edge? Well, I think it was the media blitz and them putting him like right out there where he was like being smug on all this media and stuff like that and getting all the attention to the case. You know, in all the interviews, he was like very incompassionate about like what was actually going on in the people's whose lives were lost. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, he was just like, hey, blah, blah, blah. She's I'm probably in court. dancing in the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she's a whore. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Dude, like, that was your wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's still your wife, yeah. I think. Well, I think we hit it. So, uh, plugs? Yeah, do you want oh, to say anything? Uh, yeah, if you're, if you're uh, interested, my name's Mike Baldwin. It's like Alec Baldwin, except it's Mike. That's that's how I remember. <laughs> just uh, just Google me, or you can go to mikeisfunny.com. I've got a lot of uh, videos and whatnot. You can check those out. Uh, Wait. You know what? My my website is called aaronblackisfunny.com. All right. We're kind of the like... Old- we got in the in the uh, hard spot yeah. where it's like, oh, uh, cool, mikebaldwin.com's already taken, so how can I describe myself? Yeah. 
But I guess was Aaron is funny dot com already taken? Uh, I I never looked. Okay. But uh, it's Aaron Black. It's funny dot com. Most of the comments are like, "No, you're not." But fair enough. <laughs> really? Because I have zero comments like that on mine. <laughs> so. Anyway. Well, um, and then uh, so you're all good. Um, I'm all good. Okay, yes. cool. So. Uh, <clears throat> Big shout out to our editor, Anua Levine. Uh, thank you, Isaac Stryker, for our sweet, sweet opening theme song. Uh, check us out. We have all our episodes and uh, sketches and whatnot and upcoming events on our website, loveisamazing.com. Follow us on Twitter at loveisamazingyo. And yeah, see you soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks for having me, you guys. This was fun. No problem. It was fun having you. I learned a lot. You had a lot of good points. Those are the only kind I make. Yes. Love is amazing, but it's also bullshit, and it might also get you murdered.